0: The following audio is 3AW's Sunday football show on September the 20th, 1981, the day after Collinwood defeated Geelong by seven points in the preliminary final. The audio was recorded on cassette by Tony Curtis and was sent to myself, Rhett Bartlett, to digitise. Myself and Tony are not responsible for the content of the program. Enjoy.
1: To me, before the game, it looked like a um just an ordinary home and home game. There was not one strip of black and white or a balloon or anything. Usually the rooms are decorated up in the final, and Collingwood just took it as an ordinary home and home. Game. I wouldn't Surely. think, based on what we heard,
0: that uh, David Clark or the, his wife had been in the rooms before the match. Rex? No, Liz certainly wouldn't have been in the rooms. That's enough. She was heartbroken, but uh, she'll learn that football is a business and not a sport. On next week's game, I would think if it was close, that Collingwood would have to be nilly. Uh, pretty good things if it was a close game because you have a look at the close games over the last three or four years since Hopey's been there and they don't lose too many games by under a goal and uh, I expect Carlton to win by nine goals but if it's close, you never know for Collingwood Surely, listen,
2: getting back to that idea of the girlfriends and wives in the rooms wouldn't they be a spent force before they even went on the ground? Uh, They're only visiting
3: Oh, right (laughs) right, we'll take a break and uh, be back (laughs) (laughs) with no doubt Ken Peace in a moment Is Ken Peace there at all? Morning, Harry. Oh, you are there. <laughs> uh, good morning to you, Ken. What's doing? Well, Harry,
4: Saturday, of course, uh, with the grand final, Collingwood will be their ninth grand final in 20 years. But uh, unfortunately for the Pies, uh, they've lost seven of those, and one of those has been tied. So perhaps they are due for a change of fortune. It's, it's interesting. They haven't beaten Carlton in a grand final for 70 years. And it's, uh, they've played them five times in grand finals for four losses and one win. Last time they beat Carlton in a grand final was 1910. So there's a fair amount of uh, 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 things going against them this week. Tommy Laif is our Southern Cross sports star. Harry, uh, of course, next Sunday is the 3AW show. I thought Tommy's interviewing after the game yesterday was, uh, but I think any media man would have been very, very proud of the way Tommy uh, got to so many people. Hey, hey. No
3: problem. Oh, yeah, Tommy. <laughs> hey, they even got uh, Tommy Hayfey with his cup of tea. Okay. Tell me this, uh, Tommy uh, Laird, did you get a sip of uh, the tea?
1: No, I stirred the sugar for him, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> you stirred stir stir the that one, you one, too. Sweet little
3: boy, Tommy. <laughs> Righto. Um, Harry, <laughs> Rick's yeah. coaching position is in
4: the news. The Tigers are meeting today at President Ian Wilson's house to discuss... Uh, from the boot starter to the senior coach, Tony Jewell will be reappointed, but the Tigers aren't very happy with uh, certain aspects of their recruiting and the way they slipped from first to seventh. They believe that uh, they should be in this week's uh, grand final and not Collingwood. So that, that will be very interesting.
3: Press is uh, about Geelong, will Billy quit, will Billy Goggin quit was side uh, sidetracked? and of course you've heard uh, the very almost exclusive story uh, given to us by about David Clark uh, by Rex Hunt. Uh, what news did you pick up about uh, Geelong after the event last night?
4: Oh, I'd be very doubtful that David Clark would ever play at Geelong again. He had more than 25 possessions uh, in the game previously. I think David uh, and Billy Goggin do not get on well. Uh, in our shadow column this morning, there's a story on it. And I think that uh, Billy doesn't uh, particularly like David Clark's style of play. He thinks he's a receiver instead of going in to get the ball. Several clubs are very interested in Clark, including uh, Collingwood and Essendon up in town. I'm sure that David, who is only 28, has played 200 games. No doubt he has lost the art of play, the art of pace. But I think that he can still offer League football something. He's a very, very quick thinker. I'm sure that he'll be still in the scene next year, Harry, but not with Geelong. As to the coaching position, I think it would be madness to even consider dropping Bill Gogan from the position. He really is Mr. Geelong. He makes them tick. It wasn't his fault, uh, the Cats' fault, yesterday.
3: Okay, uh, thank you for that, uh, Ken Peace. And the other stories in the Sunday press, that was the Sunday Observer, of course. Ken is the sporting head of the Sunday Observer. And uh, uh, the uh, the big story here is that uh, the in the Sunday uh, press for the fourth time lucky lucky can those do or die Magpies take the flag this year at last and the girls greet the cats uh, women arrived in the dressing room before a big vfl game for the first time and the wives and girlfriends of the john players we've just heard that it's a lot of good uh, uh we've got uh, billy dallas column here saying keep the umps in charge turn it up tommy Hafey. you're suggesting that the Brownlow Medal voting be taken away from the umpires would rob football's major personal award of its aura and uh, we move over and see uh, that Ian was the forgotten hero, Ian uh, Cooper. Well, he was fantastic yesterday, really, wasn't he? Uh, that would even surprise you, wouldn't it, Mick? <coughs> As an uh, old Conniewood
5: man. Yes, I thought his effort was magnificent, particularly after what he's been through over the last couple of years, and I was surprised. And uh, further in the Sunday Press, uh, Brian peak
3: says that I shall return. Gonna do a MacArthur. Uh, he was voted best on uh, field, I notice, in the Observer votes. I'm not too sure about the uh, Sunday press, uh, but he did
5: prove yesterday that he could kick, kick with a lot of depth. Uh, that's about the first time we've seen him kick long. Is that fair? Sir. Yes. Sir. So, and i also uh, say that he has, up until uh, two weeks ago, had a hamstring problem.
3: So maybe uh, the best of peak is yet to be seen uh, after a, a summer... Uh, to get fit again uh, for next year. <coughs> All right, that's what the paper said. Uh, shortly, we'll be talking to you about what you want to say. This is 3 your Football. Well, just before we go to the uh, call... Oh, just we, Harry, just before we go on. The open line number, by the way, a lot of people uh, don't know what it is, apparently. Three, right, two- three, two, nine, seven, What is it? 7522. S- 3297522. That's correct. Right. Now, that hasn't <laughs> changed in 20 years. I know, what some people still don't seem to know what it is. Okay, well, you've told them now. <laughs> now, the interstate uh, results yesterday, you'll be interested in this, Barry, Barry Scandal. Uh, Western Australia in the second semi final, Claremont 14 24 108, defeated Swan Districts 12 9 81. In <coughs> South Australia, the first semi final was a tremendous victory for Neil Baums' team Norwood. Uh, they finished with a score of 18 uh, 19 135, or might have been 1919, defeated South, As- South Adelaide. 6 14 56, and that's a very, very uh, uh, disappointing uh, score uh, for South Adelaide. Today's second semi final is being played in uh, Football Park, South Australia, and it's between Glenelg and they're playing uh, Port Adelaide, so it should be a tough game. From the Tasmanian uh, Grand Final, uh, we had North, oh, this must be the Northern Districts, this is uh, Northern Tasmania, because North Launceston 18 uh, 17 defeated got to go down a way to find out who they did defeat. 12, <coughs> uh, they defeated somebody, 12-13. Where is that? Devonport, 12-13. 12-13. They've given their best mm. players and all the rest of it before they give Devonport. So uh, they, mm. they won that one. That must be uh, some sort of a... If they've beaten <coughs> Devonport, that must mean that there's been some sort of a competition between northern Tasmania and uh, the northwest coast. Did they combine together? Yes, it? it's called the... T- na- uh, National Football League. National League, yes. Yeah. And uh, we go right down to the TN- TFL, and we find that Clarence, uh, 113, defeated New Norfolk, 88. And that might have been the grand final too. All right, so well, that's enough of that. That's the interstate results. Let's go to the calls. Good morning.
4: Oh, good morning, Harry. It's Hadley Earl calling from Geelong.
3: Good morning, Hadley. You can hear me? Yes.
4: Um, obviously, I'm very disappointed this morning, like you know, most Geelong supporters. But I'm also very angry at uh, what I consider is the failure of... The final series because they can't pick enough goals you'll remember this call <laughs> and
3: who is the chairman of selectors uh,
4: Jeff Ainsworth um, and what I hate to say I told you so you know what else can you say I think you've said it I believe it uh, firmly on the on the selection committee
3: shoulders all right uh, thank you for that call Headley we won't discuss it any further because we've made all those same points ourselves and uh, you've put them very succinctly there we'll take the next call hello
6: hello yes oh hi Harry. there you go Oh, uh, been
3: better. You've been better. Yes. Why?
6: You'd have a night out, did you?
3: Playing <laughs> at the supporter.
6: Well, I was wondering, Harry, could I read you out some thoughts on umpiring from a Geelong point
3: of view? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well,
6: listen,
3: Harry. just before you start, you're not blaming the umpies, are you? No, no, no,
6: not at all. Never. Couldn't be. Couldn't be possible.
3: Did you agree with Hadley's uh, remarks about the uh, the selection of the team? Yes. You do.
7: Right. Well, tell us about the umpies now. Well, I was just thinking that you know. Why do you continually
6: appoint umpires who blatantly favoured Geelong? Last year in the finals, being one-eyed unfortunately allowed my feelings to influence me, but even though this trend was then already obvious for everyone to see, I kept quiet about it But I can't get con- up con- con- any longer. What? Our umpires can continually award us marks when we don't take them and give us doubtful free kicks in front of goal is beyond me. In my opinion,
0: right. You can't go on. This has got to be Jack Hamilton, hasn't it?
6: (laughs) In my opinion, Harry, that 90% of free kicks are obvious for all to see, and 10 fall into the could go of the way category. Would you agree with that?
3: I'm not saying anything. You're doing (laughs) all the talking. You've got this prepared statement and... uh, I no.
4: can't read it, I got
3: too nervous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll leave it at that. Billy, uh, before we leave this uh, uh, this young man, what, I was calling him young, this young man, what have you got to say?
8: About the umpiring? No, no, about, about his <laughs> comments. <laughs> about his comments? I think it was a nice little skit. <laughs> it yes, was very, cl- very cleverly done. There's another word for it that doesn't come to my mind at the moment, but I, th- I <laughs> well. thought it was excellently prepared. <laughs> all right, thanks. Thank you for all those, that praise for the umpies. And as a Geelong
3: supporter, uh, what are you going to do uh, the, the rest of the day? Oh, this is a required day.
6: I mean, you know, it's not the end of the world, is
3: it? No, particularly <laughs> if, uh, if you've got some grog, it's, uh, it's not the end of the world. You're going to tell us you're going to drink 12 bottles of lemonade. <laughs> Anyhow, um, just tune uh, to see how Port Melbourne will go today. How will they go, the boroughs, uh, Tommy?
1: Well, it won't be easy, but I'll win, Harry. Uh, you've
3: changed thought, a bit I thought Gary Bryce looked a bit nervous yesterday
1: he was very nervous mm. the week before Harry and uh, I think when you're uh, favourites as ports are it's uh, very hard to things can go undone and it did last year they nearly came undone I took them for for uh, three and three quarter quarters to hit the front and it could happen again today but uh, really, if they played a form port should win easy but mm. finals are not played that
3: way Well Tommy <laughs> I notice you've got your Port Melbourne uh, Guernsey on you're looking rather satorial today and uh, you do look well and fit are you anything to do with the selection committee down there do you have a bit of a say? No
1: Harry I don't I What about nothing? Brownie? Uh, uh, no, Brownie's retired... <laughs> Re- Brownie's retired from the, that. Mick's patting me on the back, and little does he know that many times I forced him <laughs> right into the side. But, uh, no, Harry, I have nothing to do with it. I quietly sit around with Norm Goss, and I, unfortunately I miss him today. He's in the hospital. I know he's listening in. Well, and uh, you know, we uh, We think we can get up for you, Norm.
3: That's good. Now, Tom... Uh, I know that uh, that Sunday Observer today has given you the uh, the free dinner at the Southern Cross. We won't tell Frieda about that. You can big note to yourself and say, Listen, darling, I'm going to take you out for a bit of Harris, a...
1: Harris, you'll <laughs> be waiting in there now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not till Monday night. How no, will she say? That's the first time he's ever taken me
3: out. <laughs> <laughs> You're my well, right.
7: <laughs>
3: well, good luck to you anyhow, Tommy. That's great. And, of course, next <laughs> Sunday morning... Uh, we will be doing our show from uh, the Port Melbourne Football Club where the uh, Tom the Terrific, uh, Turk's uh, testimony will be run and of course uh, those of you who want to come now look you can bring your wives your lady friends your girlfriends or anyone else that you might end up with uh, after the grand final and uh, come on down there it's only going to be ten dollars to enter there'll be fantastic entertainment there'll be uh, Frank Considine there'll be Polly <laughs> Perkins there'll be, <coughs> me- uh, <and> <laughs> there'll be Tom Terrific himself and of course uh, that Paul Jennings, uh, what a cheek he's got trying to get into our show. Well, we'll let him in, won't we? He's only got five other commitments, and uh, <laughs> but he's definitely turning up at our show. And uh, we'll... We're going to put uh, our uh, comedian friend in. Give him a chance,
8: Mel Michael. Yeah, I think well, Mel. See, so we'll get Mel along. We went recruiting last night, didn't we? We certainly mm-hmm. did, and we've <laughs> got a few extras to come along. And by Jove, they all go off. I can
3: tell you, <laughs> <laughs> with, with, a, with a joke or two. Yesterday, so,
2: <laughs> yesterday we're leaving the ground. I saw a woman who was aged about 67 who will be there, and she was, you know, good enough to say that uh, she enjoys Tommy. I don't know what that meant, but. Um, also, she said that she would, love to see, she would love to see Harry Bites will do a strip, and I said that'll be on for sure. You yeah. promised it, did you? Yep. Oh, well, can't no we can't go down, can yep. we? Yep. Well, Bill's probably yeah. got a, his favourite drink waiter too, uh, Frank. Yeah, I'll bring him oh, yeah. along. And you'll oh, both we'll have a dance. Carry the tray. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, it's going to be a great show, <laughs> <job>, Tommy. We'll all be
8: all types there, Tom.
3: And there's one big thing that I must mention, that the Port Melbourne Ladies Committee for the Football Club have uh, donated their services to see that the, uh, we all get a little something to, th- by the way of eating refreshments, uh, as it were, Tom. So, again, the Port Melbourne, the borough birds have stuck.
1: <coughs> They're always there.
3: They're always there. OK, we'll take a break and uh, be back in just a moment. Uh, Barry Scanlon wants to get in.
2: Grant, with a few words of wisdom on Baron's table tender steaks.
5: Meat these days is becoming outrageously expensive, more a luxury than the norm. But you can still enjoy a good steak at a realistic price. A Baron's table tender steak, all juicy tender steak, flaked and prepared with every bit of sinew and toughness taken out. Pick up a pack today from your supermarket freezer.
1: Dine with the barons tonight.
5: The cars of the future aren't light years away. They're here,
2: now. And New Oakley Motors have Fords of the future for you. Fabulous Falcon, with options to suit the most demanding driver. Cortina, the car with style and economy. Econovan, the big value light commercial, the one without the hungry wheel arches. Get a straight down the line deal on the Ford of your choice at New Oakley Motors, the big Ford dealer in the southeast. LMCT 414.
6: Are you
3: interested in new future? Then go to the careers exhibition at the Glen... Waverley High School Hall, O'Sullivan Road, Glen Waverley, from 7 until 9 on next Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Get expert advice on a wide range of careers organised by Waverley JC's and sponsored by Jennings Industries Limited. At 27 past 9... Harry, end <laughs> and the and Giggle. There the we go. Giggle, The Giggle Gang. I can tell you, uh, you need more than windows in this place. You need gas masks. Um, here we go uh, with uh, some letters, just uh, quickly, because these people can't get through on the phone. Uh, from a lovely lady called Topsy. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, she's a great Collingwood supporter, and she says, Now look, for this panel. Uh, I know Aitkins is doing a very good job at the centre-bouncers, but uh, Peter Moore, you people don't give him enough uh, credit for his great marking around the grounds. Well, Topsy, as you've heard this morning, we've got Peter Moore placed either at full forward or centre-half forward, and I hope that suits you. He'll be able to mark and show his ability around the ground. And we know he's a great player. And Topsy says, I love you, Tommy, and uh, keep up the good work. Well, everyone's saying they love Tommy. Uh, I have three questions uh, for your panellists. is from Carl Turnbull at Mount Waverley. He wants to know, question one, who do you and your panel think will take the first three places in the Brownlow Middle? Well, it's on tomorrow night. Start with
9: you, Paul. How, first three. You? Barry Round, um, Trevor Barker, and um, Neagle. Neagle. Moving Neagle. 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 Ashman, Quinlan, Round. Round, Quinlan, Barker.
2: Barker, Quinlan, and uh, uh, someone. <laughs> Ashman. Very good. Very <laughs> good. Round,
0: Quinlan and Neagle, Mr. (laughs) Beetzel. I'm going
3: for Round, then uh, Quinlan, and then Danaher Neal. Bill? Round, (coughs) Quinlan, Ashman. You notice, uh, Bill, that uh, Round's price uh, has come into 92. It's shrunk quite a little, hasn't it? Yes. Hmm. Uh, My three are (coughs) Round, Quinlan, and Barker. Uh, The next question is what do you think about the back view of the Richmond jumper? I believe the stripes should not run down the back through the number, as this makes it very hard to see from a distance, especially top decks of grandstands without field glasses. All numbers should be made a little larger. Bill?
1: Wouldn't disagree.
3: I p- personally agree entirely. Yeah.
1: Eh? I, I think uh, Collingwood would have changed their numbers, Harry, this year, instead of having that they've got the L-type one with the just sewn on in the piece. No, they've had
5: them all the time, Tom. But Glenelg have got that uh, only the
0: half of the stripe on the front, mm-hmm. haven't they? Mm-hmm. And uh, the black yeah, the back? Yeah. The
5: interesting yeah. thing on that is that I've just made up a sample for the yeah. Richmond Football Club to have the goal number on the back without the stripe. But, but they have to give 12 months' notice before they can change it because of uh, business uh, <coughs> commitments to people that make up the junior jumper, but they are looking at it.
3: Well, that's would be a good idea, there's not about that, yeah. and we ought to be mm-hmm. ha- having numbers on the front too, yeah. like they do in South Australia and uh, i know that's not in this particular letter but it's in somebody else's let me get on to something that uh, is an innovative idea in south australia and in queensland for our game and it's been in vogue for some years about colouring the uh, behind post different to the goal post let us leave the goal post white and the behind posts say orange or some colour, I think it's a great idea, and I know Malcolm Blight would agree. Uh, Anyone else like to... Would you make a comment
2: about that please, Frank? Yes, I think it's a very good idea, Harry, but listen, uh, there's one other point that I'd like to mention. You know when the umpires cannot hear the the siren, Mm -hmm. and we have this problem? Last night, over a very in-depth conversation with um, two of my brothers, who are absolute geniuses, (laughs) we came up with the thought that when the bell goes, or the siren goes, the ball deflates, and and, and that there, <laughs> therefore, brings <laughs> into the, the court. And That'd the goal, be,
0: and the goal which are telescopic, go down into the ground. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that would have
2: to be Bernie's idea. <laughs> 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 that <laughs> would have to be. But
0: it was it a big
3: uh,
8: reunion? So you can't have a, a big
0: Brotherly
2: reunion. <laughs> oh well, we have those regularly, yeah. But uh, I thought it was. a Who won the idea. fight last night? Murray. 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 He did
3: very well. If you only only save <laughs> a one, there, Murray.
7: Must
2: another idea
3: about the goalposts? <laughs> In all honesty, the flag's on the top. Yes, the flag's on the top. That hasn't, uh, that hasn't come up from the VFL administration.
8: Uh, Sydney.
3: Yes, yeah, Sydney, Sydney at the, um, the Rugby. But uh, Jack's forgotten that one. Well, now here's the third one which Jack will be very interested in. Uh, what is the panel's opinion of the Hennessy Report published in the Football Record last week? All the members I spoke to at VFL Park last Saturday were, n- were most upset with the idea of one team playing 11 home games at the park next season. They say they joined as members to see all teams, not just one side. They felt that although Fitzroy had uh, success this season if they fail next year like they did in 1980 uh, they would not that is the public (coughs) would not be getting full value for their membership and most uh, didn't really want to be a member of Fitzroy
8: anyway Uh, not a bad point that's been made there any comments yes i think the league might uh, well at some stage in its history develop the association's idea of having a membership ticket to admit anywhere
1: Yes, that's a good idea, Bill. If you get an association ticket, you can go to any game, first division, second division. But uh, I can't see why they should make that a home ground, Harry. I think that will interfere with South, if they've got to go there too. There's so many... The the good part about as far as... uh, Port is concerned is that uh, all the South supporters will uh, now become Port
3: supporters. Best wishes to Tom Terrific, he knows uh, more about football than any other guy in Australia. And I hope he has a great day on the Sunday you are having for him. That's from Carl Turnbull. <coughs> all right, um, here's a, letter, a copy of a letter that uh, was sent by Marie Sheehan uh, to Dr Alan Aylett. I read with great interest and uh, some cynicism The article appearing in the football record of August 29 outlining the recommendations for enlargement of VFL Park. Uh, In view of the proposed $14 million expansion program, could the league please spare some small thought in providing an area for disabled people in wheelchairs and the like to view the game in comfort (coughs) and undercover? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's, um, I think that will be taken into consideration, Murray, I'm sure. I've Mm -hmm. been speaking to both uh, Jack and uh, Dr. Aylett, and of course this year, being the year of the disabled, they've already uh, uh, followed through one of our suggestions which came up from uh, one of our people who wrote to us regarding don jolly tossing the coin um, as a, a mark of respect for the uh, year of the disabled and that'll be a great thrill for don jolly i'm certain of that and of course most appropriate and he'll be tossing the coin uh, for the uh, for the captains to decide which end they'll kick before next week's grand final now, uh, there is a, and one more letter I want to uh, read at this stage before we take the next call. It's from Tom Carley via Bendigo, and uh, these people, of course, try their best to get through and can't. That's why I said uh, next year we must put aside about a 10-minute uh, least for country callers so they don't have to waste too much money. Re-standing mm. room at the finals the MCG. Only the West and the Northern stands are any good. This is in reply to a comment I said some weeks ago. I wonder what it's like, uh, that standing room at the MCG. Mm. You cannot go to the toilets as, a, uh, as you can't get your spot back. It's the, um, it's the animals only survival area. And Mrs Bates from South Melbourne, she also wrote in response to that, uh, that question of mine, and she says that no self-respecting person can afford to stand at the grand final. What she says should happen, still have standing room, but sell less, charge more, and the standing room uh, only areas would be much better. It's not a bad... Do- as, when you come to think they don't sell them all, That's not such a bad suggestion, is it? Because it would give a better opportunity for people, particularly uh, Mrs Bates is only five feet four, to at least see the game. Let's take the next call. Hello. Thank you, Harry. Good morning.
4: Good morning to you and the panel. Harry, three comments on yesterday's game. Uh, Regarding the umpiring, I thought it was a reasonable standard, but there was two reportable incidents. I want to know why they weren't reported. One was referred to as a trip in the centre where the Collingwood player definitely kicked feet out from the other one and of course the other one was the incredible Hulk when he went through Bruns which was uh, unduly What's your comment
3: well in the case of um, of uh, Rene King uh, I felt that uh, that was, he was very close to being completely legitimate I didn't uh, think it was much further away than five meters uh, it is really not uh, reportable as the rules are, writ- um, are written at the moment that's quite legitimate and had the umpire deemed that the ball was within five metres, uh, there shouldn't have been any free kick, and it couldn't have been all that much further than five metres, and I thought the umpire took the appropriate action there. Uh, I didn't believe in the, the earlier incident um, that, uh, that he did actually trip the player. That was Mark Williams, who uh, put his, boot, his foot out. Uh, I would have said attempting to trip, and um, I'd just be interested to know what uh, other people think about it. Um,
2: anybody? that that (coughs) with uh, Mark Williams I believe was a definite trip and the kink uh, one was a 50-50 go it was
1: pretty close yeah I agree with Frank yes I agree with that too Harry yes it was a definite trip Harry I remember years ago (laughs) uh, Eddie Bryce was uh, you
3: never tripped you just kinked
1: Well, (laughs) I'm talking about someone else, but... uh, of What I like about this, and all of a lot of the people here and around, uh, I speak to a lot of these people, they all become saints when they do. True. Brownie never kicked or never did anything like that, but they point the finger at someone else. I admit, but I don't. I don't hide behind what I didn't do. uh, (laughs) It doesn't take any
9: courage to do that, though, Tommy.
1: Well, Polly, there's always one way. You can always bring them down to your own height. God has given some oh, blokes no, six foot eight, and um, some has given the others... Not uh, in b- sport, Tommy. The game's got to be clean,
9: hasn't it? Yes, yeah, of course. Well, what's cleaner now than
1: giving a bloke a now nice... Tom, right back hand yeah. Now, Tommy,
9: back Now, Tommy, please. You
1: can't reach there, Tim, so you <laughs> take him on you the You go seat. lower down, yeah. Now, listen,
3: Tommy, Top get back ball. to this question yesterday. What do, you, what do you think uh, about the, uh, trip. the, the it, trip?
1: It was a definite trip.
3: Okay. Fair well, let's And a it. wasted
1: effort. How about Eddie Bryce or whatever he he his name is? He's got 18 weeks. <laughs> what for? Tripping. Attempting to trip. Oh, the enemy. 18 yeah, right. weeks.
3: A wasted effort. All right. A wasted effort. Now, that's answered that one. <laughs> uh, have you got any more comments there? Well, surely being serious about it. Neither of those... You're not saying was Tommy
8: wasn't serious.
3: I <laughs> know, oh, he's serious. <laughs> But in the, in the light of a, of a final match and the pressure that that was uh, being played at yesterday, no one else should either play have been reported. You can't have rules no, for one game
9: and can. rules for another one, Greg Turner. Yeah. Oh, it would have been ticky-touching to the talking about Brownie. Oh. What
8: would you have done, Bill? I'd have reported Williams.
3: All right, well, um, is our caller still there? Yes, Harry. Right, carry on. What would you have done? Uh, Harry. I would have spoken to the player.
4: Would <laughs> you? Mm-hmm. So.
3: No, I, I did make the comment, and it's an on our replay. Then mm. neither umpire ran back and spoke to Mark.
4: Yeah, go on. Yeah, Harry, the other one is the uh, ever-ending finals battle for the tickets. I believe it can be easily got over with spending about $7,000 per club by attaching to each member's ticket something like a bank card that runs through a scanner as you go through the each home-and-away game. And the people who attend the most games, their numbers would come up and they'd be able to go to the club and claim their tickets for the finals. If they go to every home and away game, their membership ticket would go through a computer scanner, and let's face it, it's a computer world, and they would be able to say, well, look, I've been to 22 home and away games, there it is on the board, I'm entitled to my tickets for my club. Yeah,
3: well, it is a computer world. Very good idea. OK, thank you uh, for those comments. Now, let's take the next call. Hello?
7: Hello, Harry. Yes. Skeeter speaking. G'day, Skeeter. How are you? Mate, listen. No umpires (laughs) today. I'm on on a particular thing uh, about a player yesterday, Ian Cooper.
5: Oh, yeah, great guy.
7: A heart of 12 and a half pounds. Great. And I think that heart's been transplanted into Ian Cooper for what he had done yesterday. Uh, I've been following Collingwood for 65 years, Harry. And uh, we've been through the thick and thin. But to see that team... It's not
3: You've summed it up beautifully. Well done. At, uh, Tommy <coughs> Hayes, would be proud of him. They've spoken very well about Ian Cooper. And Yes, I thought you'd finished.
7: I wonder what about one brief. What's your opinion of your panel? Think of that uh, goal, supposedly, of my... So I was up the other end of the ground, but I've seen it on the replay six times last night, and if that wasn't past the post, I'd say, and I'll say, and I'd eat my straw hat. <laughs> what is this? <poop? laughs> I know what you're saying.
3: Now, oh, uh, now, now, Skeeter, yeah, just, right. let's, um, just let's analyse this now if you don't mind. Uh, I thought you made a great speech there and about <coughs> Ian Carey. We're not going to comment on that, but we'll go to the Mossop, uh, Mossop goal or Jeffrey's goal and ask those who did see it because Bill and I were working overtime last night. Uh, we didn't leave uh, 3W until 25 past nine uh, with our rebroadcast of the match. And so we missed all the replays. Now, uh, Mick, who saw it? Anyone on television? I saw the replay. Right, now what did you think?
9: I, they slowed it down twice, hey, when I watched it. And in my opinion, I thought that the ball hit um, Jeffrey's hand first and rolling towards the goals, and I had it slowed right down. And the ball was definitely not over the line in the position that I saw it and uh, definitely must have kicked it by his foot, and it was a goal. Yeah, might, I'm not
7: saying he didn't kick it with his foot, but when he got over the line, uh, by the slow replays I'd seen it it was on channel 2 and 7 I don't know I've seen it played that many times that I would still say uh, it was over the line but anyhow
9: that's beside the point
3: now we're talking about the boot of Mossips, and that's what uh, you believed uh, Tommy yesterday I haven't seen it I can't comment
1: I thought the ball hit uh, Jefferies yeah. uh, just uh, above the knee I thought and then I didn't think that um Mossop got his foot to it until it was over the
7: line. Correct, Tommy. You're right, Tommy. Tim. OK, that's, well, that's <laughs> what, uh,
8: well, that's actually what I said in the call. Yeah. That if the goal was paid, it would have to be paid to Jeffreys, I think I said, didn't I? Right. You yeah, I thought it hit him above the knee.
1: Did Bill. it? Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought, and that's why I said... I support. thought it was just... It
8: was over the line when Mossop kicked it, I was sure of that.
3: Did anyone have a good look at the first of King's great goals? in mm-hmm. terms of where his yes. body and feet yeah. were, at the oh, I said the Rex, right. He had to be out of bounds and the replay, his right foot was about one inch inside yeah. the line, and no his left foot, foot
1: was out where he kicked the ball, Jeff. <coughs> no doubt he was out of bounds.
0: <coughs> Is that
8: right?
0: Yeah. 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 shows yeah. very clearly because the camera was right behind yeah. him. It was the clear, it?
8: It was clear yeah. yesterday. Too. That's the big one he kicked at the police... At the That's right, the long one, yeah.
3: Well, there you are. So it looks as though Skeeter, that's fixed that so if it was not a goal to um, Mossop or to Jeffries, it wasn't a goal to Kink either so it evened itself out there but as the coaches keep saying four boundaries and four goal umpires may make a difference this is 3 lw Football (laughs) <laughs> it definitely does come through. Good morning, Barry. Thank you very much for that lovely cross to us. And uh, That's quite all right, alright We've got another letter here from Bendigo. It's from uh, Laurie Back. And I just want a few uh, comments quickly about this, uh, general, the, these points that Laurie's brought up. I think they're great. <laughs> VFL Park Extensions, he thinks they're good, but he believes uh, VFL should provide six toilet blocks in the car park area for the convenience of uh, the patrons. I think that's a great idea. Yes, if you leave the ground at 6.30 at night, it is a great sight, all the barbecues and the uh, people enjoying themselves all over and before the game is idea. And uh, they need the toilet blocks there f- <coughs> because they're encouraging that outdoor type of uh, uh, entertainment, aren't they?
9: Yes. Well, I, mean, like,
3: I, like mean, I, I mean with the, uh, <laughs> the barbecues. Now, he wants more drainage at VFL Park and other VFL grounds. I, I would like to point out there that um, the VFL are going to uh, whip up the top of that service at VFL Park and put... Uh, some sort of heating system under it to dry it out yeah. on top of the surface, which is good. Um, in fact, he uh, goes on to say we should have more toilet facilities at all grounds, everyone will agree on that. Uh, don't scrap both South Melbourne and the Junction Street oval, at least keep one. I think that's a good point, in the uh, Hennessy <coughs> Report we should at least keep one of those Oval, surely because there's a lot of uh, parking there around yeah. the Junction Oval or, uh, or yeah, South Melbourne. The South Melbourne obviously <coughs> is not the, the ground. But uh, the junction seems to be a great ground.
1: I did uh, read a report, Harry, from England about uh, soccer people saying that uh, the inner uh, part, they should never get rid of the grounds here. That uh, they've taken them away a bit over in England, the soccer ground, and found now that they want to get them back to the inner part. uh, 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 (coughs) Close to the city. Mm.
3: Yes. Uh, The next one is that at 1.30 PM, this is a great idea from Laurie, 1.30 PM start for the Sunday football because, number one, it gets extra light. you know, on the way home, and the kids uh, and the families can get uh, home before it gets really
0: cold in the night time. I think that's a great idea. Rex? Yes, there's no doubt about it that the VFL are promoting Sunday as a family day and that certainly has to come into consideration.
3: I hope Jack will be listening to that one. Uh, Behind post, that's uh, who brought up about the different colours there, so we've already discussed that. Uh, Is the aggressive coach on the way out, Uh, is he being replaced by a more understanding and temperate coach? and uh, Laurie quoted the uh, coaches in the top five he mentioned about ronald dale dale and uh, he did say that he's a melbourne supporter Laurie, and he's not blaming uh, ron dale ronald dale barassi but melbourne only won one game and uh, he doesn't believe they've got the talent but is the aggressive coach on the way out and i think you'll f- find that most of those five top coaches don't appear to be all that aggressive gee no one is more aggressive you <coughs> know gentlemanly way than david parkin <coughs> hmm.
5: I don't
8: think you can take aggression out of them. No, I think the thinking
5: coach is on the (coughs) way in. That's more to the point. The thinking astute coach, the one that has got rapport with his players, is on the way in. Which is great for the
2: next ten years because uh, coaches coming up leaving league footy ranks will look at the blokes like Robert Walls and the Parkins and Sheetys and (coughs) they will adapt themselves the same way. But Barassi uh, is the type of player that brought on this raving and ranting business that you even see in junior footy and that's bad news.
3: All right reduce teams to ten amalgamate south and st kilda and uh, melbourne and richmond what do you think about that not enough good players to go around
9: i thought it would have come years ago harry i believe that that was going to the format would become up eventually. we would only have 10 teams or even 18 because i believe that you're going to have much better football and at least they've got a chance to exist because it's such a huge payout every year now over the cost of running a club
3: right uh, defenders the backmen rushing and giving away a behind this is not good for the game, says Laurie Black. He believes that defenders must earn their keep. That's why they're made specialists. And they should be penalised more than just one point uh, when they uh, deliberately rush <coughs> the ball through. That's, well, it
1: could have a been a, made a drawn game yesterday when McCormick uh, just walked through with the ball at one stage. <coughs> what, what do
5: you think there, Mick? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, I think that they should be penalised uh, you know, more than one point. I think it's uh, not good for the game and it certainly doesn't impress me as uh, a spectator.
3: Right, fans to write to the VFL so that they uh, can present letters to the government uh, for better roads and public transport out the VFL Park. Now, the more that wrote, the better off we would be because the grand final is going to be there in 1984. It's going to be 105,000 seats. That went up a thousand yesterday uh, when President Alan Ayler uh, moved it from 104 to 105,000. So, uh, really, we need more, better facilities. So, if you're a football fan, write to the government, uh, or write to the VFL, so they can present that uh, sort of story to the uh, VFL. And finally, Laurie Block, from Bendigo, said to you, Tommy L, Tommy Laugh, he says, you're vintage, and he says that Laurie Nash was the greatest ever. Do you agree? And the best coach was Jock McHale, followed by Norm Smith. Now, come on, Tommy, here's a chance to live in the past.
1: Well, Laurie Nash was was great, there's no doubt about that he was one of the greatest and Laurie will be the first one to tell you about it, you don't have to worry about that. Chuck McHale was probably as good a coach over the years and I think that Norm Smith was magnificent.
5: Okay. Laurie, just while you're on that, I'm suggesting, I believe, I've thought about this for a while while we're talking about VFL Park and I think the scores yesterday uh, indicated again, I think the playing surface at VFL Park is too big Mm. and should be reduced. Now the it's other a feature of our game, high scoring. It's hard to score out there. All grounds should be standardised anyway.
1: The other thing I talk about, Harry, they're going to put 104,000 into VFL Park. What's be going to come of the 16,000 people that can attend the moment, taking attendance down from 104 off of 120,000? So the 16,000 less will see the games at VFL Park. And God knows there's another 25,000 can't get in now.
3: And against that, Tommy, about hmm. 20-odd thousand of them are standing. And you heard earlier just how difficult it is to stand. <coughs> Let's Many take the next
1: call. Hello. football. Let's take the next call. Hello? Sit down. Harry? Yes? Harry,
3: yes? Darren am you right. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Uh, I'm a VFL reserve
7: grade umpire.
3: <laughs> yes? And I'd like to comment on the game
7: yesterday at VFL Park. Right. I
3: thought
7: umpire Peter Cameron did a magnificent job, but my style was a bit inconsistent.
9: Right.
4: Anything else?
7: Yeah, I'm a Carlton supporter. Right. I think Peter Buzasto's goal a couple
3: of weeks ago at VFL Park was the best goal I've ever seen. What do you agree? It was a great goal, wasn't it, Peter (coughs) Buzasto's goal? (laughs) Magnificent goal. There are some magnificent goals kicked, though. You you can eulogise on a particular getting excited over a particular goal, but uh, they keep coming up. Zustos uh, <coughs> was a fantastic goal, 18 minutes into the first quarter last That was week.
1: in a couple of, uh, firstly was the smother of it, Harry. Yes. Then when he, he recovered, the ball got up off his feet and turned around and kicked. It was in three actions and each one of them were magnificent, each action.
3: Yes, he bounced up off his knees as uh, somebody did yesterday, I remember uh, Bar- Barham, Barham jumped Barham, up yep. off his knees yesterday. <clears> it's <throat> just uh, quite incredible the athleticism of our players. And, of course, a couple of those goals by King who, were great also. But the smother made the Vizasto's a great goal. All right, anything else? He's gone. Hello, you're next. Hello, Harry. Yes. How are you? I'm good. You know who it is, Luke. Yes, yes,
7: Luke. Uh, first, before I give you the question, three very
4: far, uh, quick comments. I want to congratulate you on a superb coverage of the game yesterday. I never left the room, and I thought it was outstanding. We <laughs> had a, a group here. Wonderful congratulations to everybody. Number two, a uh, slip of the tongue yesterday, you said the Cracker Boys were at South Remap, or at Claremont. Right. Thirdly, um, is it permissible next week when you're there to make a donation to Tommy
9: Lamb? My no,
3: word, it is. Well, is. I'll, I'll send Tommy down to pick
9: it up. <laughs> <laughs> Lee will come up there, he only sits about five feet away, have
7: <laughs> he? Right.
3: reasons they don't do it, I'll tell you why they don't do it it's because uh, it could prove embarrassing Uh, I know in my time uh, somebody got a vote once he came on as 19th man he got three votes, he came on as 19th man late in the game and played one quarter but he got three votes for best in the ground now fortunately I didn't give that particular vote but it did come out because it's the only game the kid played you see, so it was a bit embarrassing, I think that's the reason why they mix them up but righto Frank, what do you think about it? I'd leave it as it is
0: Greg? You there Greg? Keep it anonymous. <laughs> he does have a mic, doesn't he? Um, right, what about you, Rex? I agree with Tommy Hafer that uh, the Brownlow Medal is strictly an umpire's uh, award, and that's all. I fail to see how men in white can do a complete job of umpiring and then sit down after the game and... and uh, truly determine who are the best three on the ground. Yes, but the question is, Rex, do you think that we uh, shouldn't make none? No, no. no, I don't, because it would be embarrassing to the umpires. Oh, okay,
1: well, that's how if we If you are going to give a vote for something like that, which uh, means so much to any footballer, you shouldn't be afraid to let anybody exactly know who you right. voted for. That's exactly right. You should have the courage of your convictions. We've got to vote here, one, two, and three, and uh, we could be wrong, but if the umpire's got to make it, he's, he's entitled to say who he voted for. He's what you Somebody's believe, and uh, that's it. it. Somebody it's during right. the
8: week it's suggested, right. uh, I that might have been that uh, Tom Hafey article that you were referring to about the allocation of votes. I and mean, if, if a guy's worth four votes out of ten, give him four, three,
5: three, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's how we do it at Perrin. Yeah. The VFA uh, announced the uh, mm, the game right. and the, the final votes uh, at their list and count. You know wh- who got the votes at what game?
3: Mm. OK, thank you for that, Lee. Uh, from Bruce Patchell, the official coordinator of the Woodsman at Conningwood, there's still vacancies for the grand final brunch at the Wentworth Hotel next week, next Saturday at 9.30am. Uh, tickets are $35 each. And the disabled people are allowed in free to the VFA grand final today. The disabled people are allowed in free to the Junction Oval. And this is... For RW football
0: there are special arrangements... all right
3: now the uh, amateur football uh, grand final today down at Alston Park uh, North Old boys are playing the Old of Arians, and I think uh, Michael Green catches the old of Ars I think yes that's correct all right and incidentally uh, before we take our next call because it's running up to three minutes to 10 and uh, the grand final week naturally uh, starts today but officially tomorrow <laughs> today. Uh, today is the the well this show has started off
4: yes
3: now um big by Jove, it's got off to a big blast
1: doesn't it?
7: well i
3: wouldn't say it all stink but uh the grand final starts tomorrow really with the carbine club uh, football luncheon uh guest speakers out there tomorrow uh will be because only by invitation but the two richmond champions in uh, kevin t- former richmond champions in kevin sheedy and Uh, Francis Berger, the guest speakers. There's an umpire's (coughs) clinic at the uh, city square tomorrow. Uh, We'll have VFL footballers as well, uh, between 1.15 and 2.15pm. So turn up there and uh, we'll try and make that interesting. And on Wednesday, I know the 3RW will will be down there with this panel. Now there's something, isn't it? we're all going to be down in the city square and we're going to
8: have a help fair it. nick and panel. Hope we don't have what we had this morning. We could no, be having a fine we? <laughs> yeah. An open air, open air stadium <laughs> yeah, down there, I believe. That's all I'll help better. you,
3: Rex. Right? <laughs> Righto, we'll talk in uh, about two minutes to ten now. Uh, let's get on with the last, uh, probably the last question. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Hi.
7: Um, my name's Rodney. Yes,
3: Rodney. And I was out at, uh, out at Fairfell
7: Park yesterday and in the third quarter, there was a mark paid to... Warwick Irwin of Collingwood. But also, before that, um, man curvis he marked it before him. And their umpire paid it, marked Warwick
3: Irwin. Well, you're pretty observant there, Rodney. And um, all the boys were nodding at that one. Uh, we remember that one quite well. Okay? Yes. But uh, the umpies did pretty well, didn't
7: they? Uh, and there's no question. Is oh,
3: yes. there such, um, rule as the man in front? Now, there's no uh, rule always uh, pay the man in front. That's not a rule. But it's a pretty good guide uh, that uh, if uh, the man in front's got Purchase on the ball, or got his hands on the ball, uh, quite often uh, the umpires will give him uh, first, uh, first nod with the whistle, all right? When
9: in doubt, punch it out. And That's then right. Curves has fallen for the same trick uh, in both Two finals last gone. year and this year against mm. Ray Shaw last year and against uh, Irwin yesterday by coming from behind
5: and not completely taking it away. Just held his hands there. Should have went to punch. Great right. listening for a young guy. He should have punched. He was behind.
3: Right. Uh, Rodney, uh, do you play football? <laughs> Uh, are you a defender or or do you play in the forward line? I'm a rover. A rover. Well, try and get in front all the time, pal. That's the best advice anyone can give to any junior footballer, and in fact any footballer. Play in front. First of the ball gets the uh, benefit of the doubt. All right.
2: Far better when you're playing, honey. And
3: uh, <laughs> we're coming up to ten minutes to ten seconds away from ten o'clock. We've got to go. We'll see you next uh, Sunday, and don't forget the city square on Wednesday. <laughs> <coughs> Take your And Melbourne's weather today, fine, mild, the expected maximum 22. It's currently 15 degrees in the
6: city and a beautiful day. It's 10 o'clock and this is Radio Melbourne.